hello there, you're listening to Tournament in a Tea Break from Britwatch Sports. We know our finalists and we have an amazing lineup to close out the last two days of the Australian Open 2018. So let's take a look at who our finalists are and how they got there. World number one, Simona Halep, is really playing like a world number one at the moment. She and Angelique Kerber were two of the very much informed players coming into their semi-final. Both unbeaten, and if anything, Kerber had been the far more ruthless looking coming into this semi-final. But something was amiss in the house of Kerber. She got off to a terrible start as Halep roared out to a five-love lead before Kerber hit back, breaking Halep twice and battling in the second to level the match. They truly went the distance again. They were playing to advantage, and while this was not as lengthy as Halep's match against Lauren Davis, she did outlast Kerber 9-7 in the decider. It's been a slightly easier path to the final for Caroline Wozniacki. She met with some spirited resistance from Elise Mertens, especially in their second set. And having had one foot out the door earlier in the tournament against Jana Fett, in a way, after that battle, Wozniacki has flown largely under the radar. The focus was very much on Angelique Kerber, who had actually looked unstoppable for much of the tournament. All four ladies actually had great records coming into the tournament. Uh, they were all unbeaten since the start of the year. Uh, so as a final four lineup, we actually had the four best players of the year so far. This will be the first time in the Open era that a world number one and world number two meet in the major final without ever having previously won a Grand Slam. And they're pretty evenly matched in terms of their checkered past, if you will. Wozniacki made two finals at the US Open, losing both in straight sets. Halep has made two French Open finals, losing both in the decider. Have both suffered under the label of slamless number one? I think Wozniacki's had a tougher time, obviously. Halep, less so. She only got her world number one ranking in October, so we haven't actually had a slam for her to be labelled under yet. Wozniacki leads their head-to-head 4-2, and Halep is going to have to snap a three-match losing streak against the Dane to prevail here. Now, that's a tough ask when you consider that she spent almost 12 hours on court, 11 hours and 51 minutes to be exact, while Wozniacki is just a minute shy of 10 hours. Now, add to that Halep's ankle twist in her first match. She actually beat Jeannie Bouchard virtually on one leg. All right, that maybe isn't quite so tough. But her three-hour, 45-minute battle against Lauren Davis could well have finished her off. It did not. And although she had to go 9-7 against Kerber, she dug in, and even more impressively for me, anyway, she didn't implode when the German pulled off some incredible shot-making uh, in what was probably the match of the tournament so far. Both want this so much. I just get the feeling that it's Halep's time. But this is going to hurt. She is going to have to earn this very much the hard way. If she thought that she was going to run a lot when she met Kerber, she's going to have to do that in spades against Wozniacki. My prediction is Halep in three sets with a lot of pain but a lot of smiling at the end. And then there were two on the men's side. First up, let's take a look at Marin Cilic. Under the radar, understated former Grand Slam champion, he made light work of Britain's own Carl Edmund. It's been a tremendous run for the Brit. Great poise from him that slipped a little bit in this last match. He got himself quite riled up with a couple of dodgy calls. But as an aside, it's great to see some emotion coming out of Edmund. He's normally quite restrained, very controlled. So to see a little bit of fire in his belly was great. But experience is everything. And also an injury seemed to hamper Edmund a little. Could be a concern for Davis Cup next weekend. Chilich, who is not a veteran of two slam finals for nothing, knows how to take advantage. And in the end, um, well, it was quick and decisive. 
Roger Federer was set to have to figure out next-gen sensation Pyeongchang. He managed to see off not one, but two Zverevs. He stopped us having to give Sangren any more airtime, thank heavens. That was something that everybody was eternally grateful for. And he out-Djokovic, Novak Djokovic. Now, this is just the kind of opponent that Federer doesn't want. Djokovic's grinding game from the back of the court is not his favourite to face, and so he was super aggressive from the get-go against Chung. Uh, but the Korean's been suffering blisters since Auckland, uh, and that finally put paid to him. He pulled the ripcord late in the second set. Now, let's give all credit to Federer. Some people were booing Chung, probably understandably. A lot of people may have only just arrived for the evening match. Tickets on the last four days are not cheap, uh, and they probably felt a little short-changed. Actually, they should have been really happy. Uh, another thing to give credit to the Australian Open for, they put the quads on on centre court, uh, which was great exposure for them. But back to Federer, let's give him some credit here. He actually explained very eloquently uh, when he was talking to Jim Courier how hard it is to play with blisters. I don't think anybody really um, appreciates what it must be like to play on blisters that were bleeding. And he said later on in press that he was impressed with the fortitude that Chung had shown, even though he picked up early on in, in the set that his movement was struggling. Now, Federer really has to fancy his chances of making it to number 20. The last time he faced Marin Cilic in a slam final, it was on a surface that both of them actually enjoy, on the grass, obviously. And ironically, blisters were what rendered Cilic into tears as he just couldn't perform as he wanted, and Federer coasted to, to that slam title. Now, this time, Cilic might be a different kettle of fish. He's had his ups and downs. He looked a bit down and out early on to Rafael Nadal before he picked up the pace, and he was taken to four sets a couple of times already. And it was in a fifth before Nadal retired hurt. So he knows he can fight. On a hard court, he can try and count out a few um, quick points off his serve. Federer is undoubtedly the favourite to defend his title, and he admitted that um, while it's, it's never ideal to progress so quickly, but uh, it was barely two sets against Chung in his semi-final. He'll also take the quick wins where he can to conserve his body where he can. I predict he's going to drop at least a set here on Sunday night. Chilich has got a lot to prove since that Wimbledon loss. And even though he's only ever had one win over Federer in his career, it's worth noting that that came at the US Open in the semi-final on his way to claiming his first slam title. So he knows how to perform on a big stage and he knows how to bring it to, to the big boys. I don't think Federer is going to get off lightly. I think we're in for a four, if not five setter. But you have to give Federer the edge. Last year, we had the treat of a Federer-Nadal final and that went the distance. And this year, let's hope we can have two finals that really give us our money's worth and close the book on Britwatcher's time in, in Melbourne with some solid performances. You've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break from Britwatch Sports and I'm Roz Satter.